0: Welcome to the Medicinergy podcast. I'm Imogen, a 16-year-old A-level student here to bring you the best people with knowledge and insight on how to get into medical school, how to become a doctor and to help you decide whether a career in medicine is for you. If you haven't already, subscribe and download to hear more episodes. I'm here today with Mayuri, who is currently studying medicine at Barts, is a volunteer for the ambulance service and is also the Media Director for Intermed School, so keep listening to hear more about that later. Welcome to the podcast, it's great to have you on here.
1: Hiya, thank you for having me, I'm really excited to be here.
0: Brilliant, so to start off with, you did a Biomed Sciences degree before your medical degree, so Mm. when you were doing that, were you planning on continuing Intermedicine?
1: So yeah, I um I initially applied for med school when I was seventeen, which was back in like the year two thousand and fourteen or something like that, which feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> um and I got I had average grades, but they weren't good enough for medicine. So um I shouldn't have really applied in the first place, but I'm glad I did just to get the experience of being the UCAT and doing my own personal statement and all that kind of stuff. Um naturally I didn't get any interview office because my grades weren't good enough. Um, So I thought, well, I quite decided quite late on in the game, I guess, that I wanted to do medicine. So in comparison to other people who decide when they're 13 and 14, I decided when I was about 16. Um, So I said, I'll use this as an opportunity for me to do a different degree that's similar to medicine, that's not the same, and get some more life experience and see if being a doctor is what I wanted to do. So I just ended up doing biomed for three years at Queen Mary and loved it. I really liked the content and some of it not so much because it was definitely more detailed than I needed than I wanted to know but especially all the clinical side of things got me really interested in medicine and realised I still wanted to apply so I just applied again afterwards. That's
0: great and it's good that you did end up choosing medicine afterwards but do you think that degree that you did beforehand has prepared you more and did you feel you did get that life experience and it's helped you with your current degree?
1: Yeah yeah for sure absolutely like the The stuff that you learn in biomed a lot of it overlaps um, and you do go into more detail on some occasions but things like learning about drugs and how they work and learning more detail about the immune system and how different cells in your immune system works and um, we did a bit about anatomy we did loads of stuff on different genetic conditions so there's loads of overlap that I did from with my biomed degree um which really helped and we also did get taught by some of the med school lecturers at Queen Mary and um, some of the like scientists there as well so we did have some overlap with med students anyway and especially those of them who decided to intercalate because our modules were quite some of them overlapped in final year in particular so yeah there was definitely there's there's no doubt about it there's definite like transferable skills from that not in just in terms of knowledge as well but just like writing essays and things like that you don't depending on which med school you go to there's not a lot of help and support with that so i definitely felt like i got a bit of a head start on that level as well that's
0: really good so you definitely agree that it's benefited you and and so you said that you started late in the kind of process of thinking about oh yeah medicine maybe is something for me Mm -hmm. so when you were around 16 17 applying initially what was your motivation why did you want to go into medicine
1: so I guess to give you some context, I always really enjoyed sciences and maths. That was always stuff I was really good at and I really enjoyed it um, in comparison to some of the other subjects you do at school. And ultimately that's what I think should drive anyone into applying for medicine, right? You should love sciences that's, or love medicine as a science. Um, and I wanted to do stuff like forensic science because I was interested in the idea of doing something that would ultimately benefit other people. Um, and then at the time when I was applying, like I think the job market forensic science is a bit rubbish and there wasn't a lot of opportunities at the time because quite frankly, it was really, really popular. Um, so I was looking into perhaps doing something like biochemistry and maybe working in a lab. And then life happens and uh, I know some members of my family that have had quite a bit of health problems and the classic kind of situation happened where someone became unwell at home and uh, we had to ring like the paramedics and things like that. And you just see the difference that someone can do with people uh, and like what you can do by applying your sort of scientific and medical knowledge um, in I guess a real life situation and that kind of was my first kind of snippet of it and then later on when I was 17 and 16 I was doing a lot of volunteering through school and we did a lot of fundraising and just generally helping other people by do- I used to do stuff like going into an old people's home for a couple of days or I used to volunteer a lot of my school library and all those kind of things made me realize that I really love Talking to people, um, talking to people about things that they're interested in. That I'm interested in trying to help people in other ways, and I realised that that's where my skills are. And I can't sit in an environment in a lab or in a I don't know in an office and work like that. That's not for me. I just want to be there and help people on the front line as much as possible, um, and that was what I felt was my my passion and that's where it lied and I realised well actually healthcare is the way forward for me I've realised that too late that actually I'm much more of a people person than I realised I was Um, so that yeah that ultimately was the thing that made me go right this is where I need to go now I don't think like the lab life and this life is for me and that the hospital and the GP and that area of being a doctor is where I wanted to go ultimately. Well there's
0: such good reasons I mean someone being ill at home that is so common that's probably the reason I give Um, when people ask me why I want to go into medicine and of course communication you don't get that as much in a lab and you don't get it in an office as much and Mm -hmm. medicine is really good with that because obviously you're talking to patients you're talking to other doctors and I think that they're really good reasons and I really like that how you realize oh actually I do want to help people I do want to talk to people everything works with my skill set let's go for medicine yeah I think that's really good so once you decided you want to go to medicine and you did your um biomed at queen mary you mm. went to barts where well, you're at barts for your yeah. um medical degree so why did you choose barts over other medical schools
1: so i applied for graduate entry medicine which is incredibly competitive um and sort of to give you an idea of that you're fighting for like what 40 spaces on a course Um, And so I really, ideally wanted to stay at the same university and do their four year course. Um, But the way it ended up is that I didn't get an offer for the four year courses. I got the only offer I got was Barts for the five year course. And, but the reason why I picked Barts was A, because it's for me, I live in London. um, And one of the things you have to think about as a grad applying for an undergrad course is the finances. And so we don't get our tuition fee loans covered. We have to pay our tuition fees ourselves. And um, so I was like, I can't afford to leave home and study medicine. So Barts was the best London choice for me, partly because I knew I know the environment. And actually I didn't mind not leaving. I didn't have to leave if I didn't want to. Um the second thing was I guess the, the just the community of the university and the med school was quite was pretty appealing anyway. Um everyone is so nice across all the different year groups. Everyone's incredibly supportive in your year group. Um and I think bishoy touched upon it in his little episode with you, but I do agree with the whole diversity in the community. In East London, you can treat anyone and anyone. You can have the most wealthiest person who works in an office in Canary Wharf to suddenly someone that lives in an overcrowded household uh, in my End who perhaps doesn't have the income that some other people do in London. And you can just learn so much more about people from it. And I've certainly met people from all walks of life. You know, there have been p- patients that we have met who lived in East London for 80 years and there's people that have just come into the country a couple years ago so it's a it's a vast variety and it does help you understand sort of more about the patients that you're likely to face in the future um but I think one of the other things that drew me to Bart's was the pre-hospital care program so we have a unique kind of four-year program where you can go out and shift with paramedics on the um through the London Ambulance Service you get to go out and shift with the London Air Ambulance Service, and that's such a unique opportunity that I really wanted, um, which I got in the end, which was fantastic. But obviously, that's one of the key things that I thought Barts is quite unique in in comparison to the some of the other London universities.
0: Whoa, that's crazy! There's so much there. First of all, yeah. forty spaces. That is that is not a lot. That's really no, crazy. really not. Goodness me! And then no loans as well. Mm. What? Wow! Crazy, but it's really good about you said the range of patients and you see anyone and everyone and I really like the idea because where I live I've mentioned this before it's not the most diverse especially compared to London I mean London is the biggest city but I think that that's such a good thing to have seeing so many different kinds of people and ages of people and then obviously the ambulance service opportunity that is I haven't heard of that before so that is unique and it just sounds so good and we'll talk a bit more about that so how did you get into volunteering with the ambulance service?
1: Yeah, so I volu- so I joined St. John Ambulance, which is a charity that provides first aid in many different ways. Um, when I started my biomed degree. So if you've heard of Freshers Fair before, where there's like 101 different societies you could join, um, I stumbled across the stool and I spoke to someone there and they said, Well, yeah, we teach first aid on an evening. And then if you join us, you can go to events and you can like basically use these skills. And I thought, okay, in the back of my head, like I'm the kind of person that thinks that you should do something because you like it. And it sounded interesting to me. And as I kind of touched upon earlier, obviously I hadn't gotten into medicine. So I thought this is the opportunity for me to see if this is what I want to do. And if I do enjoy this environment, then obviously I'll sign up and join. And then if it finds it to be useful for medicine, excellent. Um, so I joined, Um, I loved the sessions, it was university students, teaching university students, and we had loads of fun, and the people were really nice, and then I joined St John in about March 2016, and I've been with them ever since, Um, I get to go out on events pretty much whenever I want to, this can be stuff like football matches, to concerts, to Pride, to Wimbledon, there's lots of events I've been to, Um, and you just get to Basically have your own patients and treat them, which was really, really good. I found the courses and stuff that I was put through and all the training I've received to be helpful. But obviously you learn a lot on the job as well. And then I've progressed clinically and done some stuff with them that isn't clinical as well. And then obviously when COVID hit, this was whilst I was in med school and I was still part St. John. We did stuff like hospital volunteering and vaccinations and, and other. some of my other friends have actually gone in crude ambulances. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely been an opportunity that I never thought I would have. Um, and I do like fully believe that if I didn't have that firsthand clinical experience with St John Ambulance, I don't think I would be where I am today. Um, it just kind of emphasized the point of, this is something I want to do, you know, having your own responsibility uh, for patients and looking after them and helping them get back on and carry on with their rest of their day is something that I just enjoyed. Um, so I wanted to transfer that obviously into my career and um, so here I am today. Whoa that's so
0: cool, that's amazing that you just kind of stumbled across it at Freshers' Fair and thought yeah well, I'll give it a try if it works for me it works for me and then you've been there for what six years and yeah like, sounds like you've encountered a lot of things you said about Wimbledon and concerts and then uh, volunteering in hospital and vaccinations, there's so much that you've got out there and that's that's so cool that you've trying to get all those things within just one event, you thought, oh yeah, sure, I'll go along with that. So that's that's really amazing. And uh, obviously being with the ambulance service for six years, you must have encountered quite a few interesting things. So <laughs> what's been the most gory story that you've encountered, do you think?
1: Oh, um, you know, when you, when, when you like, sent me all these questions, I was thinking like, oh, I don't think there's anything particularly gory per se i mean but there's definitely there's some stories that will forever stick with you um whether that be kind of the some of the sadder ones um whilst i haven't seen anything traumatic which i think is good i've definitely had to talk to a lot of people with mental health related stuff and um, that's been the most impactful because you never know when that's going to come and hit you and they're the ones that stick with you the most because you just hope that you know whatever you said helped them feel better um but you always get the weird and wonderful stuff as well. Like on events, you never know what you're going to get. Even the most random things um from a plaster, it's obviously someone with maybe like tummy pain, or even just the weirdest complaints like, oh my shoe's fallen off, can you just stick it back together again for me? <laughs> so you might end up just doing a bit of fixing someone's shoe rather than actually doing first aid on anyone. But um yeah, I guess there's not anything humongously gory, and perhaps someone in the actual ambulance service might be able to answer that question better than me. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think it's the it's the stuff that you, the people that you meet as well in particular is what makes those experiences the best thing. And like just meeting other people that ultimately you're all in that charity for the same reason. You're all there to make sure that people are happy and safe and you will kind of share the same morals. So it's really like to meet people from up and down the country, especially at some of the bigger events recently. So yeah.
0: That's so funny about this shoe. It's like, oh, do you mind putting it back together? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's funny. I can imagine that happening now. They think, oh, well, they can fix things. They can fix my shoe. But oh, that's really funny. Now because... on to the other side of what you do. You mm-hmm. are the media director for Intermed School, as we mentioned in the intro. So what is Intermed School?
1: So Intermed School is a widening participation charity that was launched by Brian Wang, who's now an FY2 doctor in West London um, in the midst of COVID. I think someone like him from his background, and you can have a look at our website about that and about his story, um was inspired to kind of help people who like himself, or like many of us that are in the charity now, uh, from backgrounds where perhaps we didn't get as much support because we didn't have a family member that's a doctor, or you know we don't have private education or you know that cause those kind of backgrounds, um we realize that lots of medical students aren't from that background, and that's not that's not on. Um, there are hundreds and thousands of aspiring medics from up and down the country um, from backgrounds where they don't get enough support because their school doesn't isn't aware as much about medicine applications or they don't have the family members and friends that have are in healthcare already and don't have those advantages that other people do. So we wanted to try and create a resource that was free uh, for everyone to access or as many people as possible to access anyway um, so that they can all get the sort of same support for this. Um, and we don't think your background should determine your ability to get into medical school. Um so the heart of the charity started off as a one-to- one mentoring scheme where medical students and junior doctors, or any doctor, to be honest, could sign up and we try and match them with um, an aspiring medic uh, from a school in their local area. At the moment we were focused at the time we were only focused on just state schools that didn't require an entrance exam, but now we take anyone from any school as long as it's not privately funded. So you could do it, you could be in a grammar school or just a regular state school and apply and hopefully you should get a place depending on capacity. Um, but yeah, that's how the program started off. I saw Brian's LinkedIn post uh, and signed up and I think I was the only medical student from Barts at the time that had signed up. And a friend of mine had also joined at this point and she said, oh, I know Mayuru maybe she'll join us. And then I offered to help out with some of the social media side of things. And then it all just kind of went from there. And now we're an official charity um, and we've got hundreds of thousands of students up and down the country that are part of our organization that have a mentor and we have a school's program. So there's loads of different things that we do as well within the organization. So it's not just a mentorship scheme anymore. Um, but yeah, we tried to basically just provide as many free resources as possible because we obviously it's not nice to see other organizations, you know, asking their students to pay like hundreds of pounds to get on a on a course that helps them with their interviewing when actually they shouldn't have to pay hundreds and thousands of pounds. Um, it's not fair on them to think that that's what they need to do to achieve their goals and, of getting into med school. They should just be able to get those resources for free, just like many students have already to get here today. I mean, I certainly didn't have to pay for anything apart from maybe like, uh, like a test bank of questions for the UK cat and whatever. But apart from that, I think on the most part, anyway pretty much everything as much as possible should be free
0: oh yeah totally it's so important because I mean widening participation is I I see so much of it now and it is really good that it's growing more people are trying to get a larger variety of people joining medical school and not as you say necessarily from those wealthier backgrounds or private school backgrounds things like that and I think that is that is really important and for example my none of of my family are from medical school mm-hmm. things like that however my college is really good I was actually really shocked with how good they are and they know a lot about medical school because there are so many of us but mm-hmm. with if I hadn't if I didn't have that it would be really tricky so anything like this where people in the school or the college haven't got into med school before things like this yeah. I think are really really vital and it's really good that you're a part of it so how can people at my stage access this resource and get involved
1: Right, so um, you can sign up to our mentorship program if you go on any of our social media accounts, which is at into med school. Uh, so I in as an I N and then number two and then med school. Um, you can also go on our website, and all the sign up links are there. And um, you just register to become a mentee, and you just wait for an email from our team. We have loads of medical students up and down the country, um, roughly around two per medical school who are facilitating this kind of process of getting you assigned to a medical student or doctor in your local area. Um, And then you can basically meet this mentor as and when you need, uh, and they should be able to help you with anything you need. So like to read your personal statement, to give you mock interviews, uh, potentially even help you find work experience stuff. And if you're a mentee, you'll get loads of benefits as well. So we have a lot of partnerships with other organizations like Medify who have helped provide mentees with loads of free access to their UCAT and BMAT resources. We are currently running uh, for our mentees are getting priority anyway for mock interviews face to face and online. So there's a lot of free, like extra resources that you can get if you're a mentee as well. So it's not just we do try and help everyone, but obviously we do give priority for those of you that are registered with us. And there's no cost. There's no catch. We'd obviously love your feedback. (laughs) And we'd love for you to stay as well if you become a medical student and, you know, sign up to be a mentor afterwards. But there's absolutely no catch to the process whatsoever. Um, and if you change your mind, you know, we have we've had students that have decided, actually, I don't think I want to be going to medical school anymore. You can drop out. It's not a problem. It's not like a contract where you sign up and you have to be with us for the time that you want. Um, and obviously, if you do also take a gap year, then you can stay with us another year. Um. so, yeah, so that's the idea of it. Just simply go on our website or um just go on our social media and you'll find all the relevant links and stuff there. It
0: just sounds so good. And anyone listening, I'll put the link into my link tree on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. So you can access it that way as well if you want to. It just sounds really, really cool because it benefits the um, the mentors, but it also benefits the people at my stage being mentored and getting the help. So it benefits both sides. Just, wow, it just sounds really good. So sign up, guys. <laughs> and finally, to finish this off, what would you say are your top three tips on how to get into med school as your path into med school? How do
1: you do it? <laughs> so, I mean, obviously I would say sign up. But if for <laughs> a reason you're not sure about what you want to do, I think the main thing I would say is regardless of if you, you know, obviously get the work experience and try and do your best in the entrance exams. But ultimately, the thing you need to focus on is, focus on is your grades. Um. try and get those A-level grades ideally the first time around that should be your priority because medicine will always wait for you I've certainly learned that I've gone down a slightly different route um, so don't be afraid to you know don't be upset if your UCAT score didn't go well or your BMAT score wasn't great or you know you actually didn't do so well in your year 12 mock exams and your predicted grades aren't good enough just maybe it's always best to focus on getting those A-level grades first Um, because if you do that and smash it then you've got another year to focus on getting into med school afterwards Um, and as I said medical school will always wait for you on the other end of it Um, I think the other thing I would suggest is really really think about applying to medicine and really think about both the positives and the negatives of the career and there's a lot in the news at the moment especially about doctors and med twitter has always got something going on about doctors and there are always both sides and try and find both sides, find the positives and find the negatives. Um, and ultimately, if you think that the positives outweigh the negatives for you, then that's that's fantastic. And that's the reason why you should pursue it. Um, and yeah, ultimately, that's another thing I would say. And the last tip I would say is, um, I guess, just do it because you want to, ultimately. And, you know, if anyone tells you that they don't think you're good enough or they don't think that you're suitable for it, don't let that affect your decision ultimately it's your decision to go into medicine not anyone else's so if you feel like it's not for you that's fine if you feel like it is for you fantastic and um, and i think ultimately stick with your guns and go with whatever your heart says throughout the process apply where you want to it's your personal statement you know do whatever you think is best for you and pick the medicals that suit you and go from there i think that's ultimately what i would say it's a bit of a gamble at times and you know you'll make some decisions that you might regret but actually just in that moment, it's up to you what you want to do and do what is best for you, I think, at the heart of everything you end up doing. And I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that sounds that's amazing. Thank you so much. I feel really inspired actually. <laughs> so, number one, sign up obviously to intermed school, but also definitely think about those grades because that is firstly what they're looking for. Yeah. And then you also mentioned about really think about it. I really, really like that one because. This is what I'm trying to do with the podcast. I'm trying to highlight to myself as well, but other people, the positives, the negatives, mention everything so people don't go into it blindly because I think that's really dangerous. And lastly, do it because you want to. I really like that as well because we've mentioned before on the podcast, it's really easy to get swayed by what people think. So Mm. just stick to what you know, stick to what you think about it and just go with it. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. No worries. And thank you for having me. That's great. That's all today from the Medicinergy podcast. Thank you for listening and make sure to follow, leave a review and recommend the podcast to any aspiring medics.